I V M. Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of Uncle. Please sit. The latest crown jewel in the crown of IBM, if that ever makes sense. My name is Tushar Abhi Chandani, and with me is Joel Pereira, with that uh, amazing voice of his. So, Joel, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> also doing good. Uh, so, this is the very first episode of Uncle. Please sit. Joel, why are we doing so? Okay, so um, since this is the very first episode, we need to introduce ourselves and why we are doing this episode yes, and why we are important. doing this. That is important. This show, our mission statement. That is important. What is our KRA for this for this podcast? Don't ruin by using those words. <laughs> we left. We left the corporate sector for this precise reason. No, Joel. Tushar. Guardrails, guardrails must be established, and we must be in alignment. I can tell you where to put those guardrails, but we I will must not do be, that on the first episode. Of we the must show. be in alignment to everything. We, should, we must we synergize. We should leverage our uh, presence. We should leverage and our presence. mention what we're doing here. And so maximize your balls. <laughs> so Joel, what? Tell us about yourself. Oh jeez, read the bio. <laughs> Before and always swipe right if you see me. Oh, that is very disturbing. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So uncle, please sit. Is basically a culmination of years of frustration, and also lots of Game of Thrones watching, wherein. <laughs> uh second tired of old normally older mostly men um expressing rubbish attitudes and rubbish opinions actually about stuff that you know they're so absolutely sure about uh. you know so things like if you've heard the promo basically all the stuff if you, in the promo like oh yes we need military we need uh, dictatorship for 15 years or like you know, these jnu kids why are they still uh, at 28 why are they still studying ame yaar please sit yeah. No, the, so yeah, and the uncles here are not just old people. It it imply it. Uh, the uncle is a symbol for everyone who's a douchebag who doesn't bother to read stuff and bother to inform himself or herself. Yeah. Because let's be honest, let's not be sexist. Women can also be douchebags. Yes. Like the men also. But let's imagine it's that it's that uh, too. If you if you are going to be like descriptive Should about I, I basically it. just started as an MRA on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was being uh, equal, guys. Sorry. <laughs> huh. Joel, go on. No, I'm saying if you're if okay if you're if you're trying to like uh, picture the kind of person we're talking about over here, it's that guy. Um, at a wedding, that distant relative yeah, yeah. who you only see when someone's getting married or when someone dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like always. Uh, they go, hey, and then he corner you, and then he corner you. He yeah, he corners you yeah. where you have no, where you are like trapped because of politeness yeah. and also uh, the fact that he's cornered you. Yeah, and with his drink or whatever, and then yes, what you were saying, but uh, this country, yeah, it needs. Uh, a lot of changes and i am the one who knows what these changes should be while you just wince and yeah. grin and like and you and know nod. na that uncle is either drinking royal stag or black label <laughs> yeah, there's nothing it's in like, between there's nothing in between there's either royal stag or black label or black i've label. never seen a gin drinking uncle come to me and say these things gin drinkers are cool are chill yeah also whiskey drinkers are cool but as long as they're not royal stag or black label black of course label. we're never getting sponsorship from those people <laughs> ever if we I think ever it's get the same people if i'm not mistaken no, royal no, no, stag and black label uh, the different companies yeah companies yeah i think so uh, yeah uncle please sit is basically our attempt to look at a larger topic where uh, you know there's a lot of min- misinformation and false truths yeah. about those topics yeah. and we're going to try and demystify those things and our our goal is see this is this is about a 30 40 minute podcast yeah 
we're obviously not going to give you all the information. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to provide you primers yeah. that help you sort of look at things in a different way. Yeah. And hopefully, once you've looked at these things, uh, you will do your own research because don't be lazy. Yeah. Uh, because everyone has to No, and also these opinions exist because everyone's like, I can't be ours to find out. Yeah, because nobody has information. No, no has, I, yeah, and this, this information. And this I see with a lot of people ke, like... Mm. Uh, he used, and this happens with a lot of people who watch videos for information. Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, ironic we're, because we're doing a podcast <laughs> and telling people to listen to us. But this happens a lot with yeah. uh, people who watch videos because yeah. what happens in a video, I can throw around 15 facts. No one's going to go and check those facts. You're going to be like, oh, f- this person saying these things confidently, unless I'm a subject expert in those things yeah. or someone who's read about those things. I'm not going to bother to check. Yep. I'm just going to be like, okay, chal, theek hai. Saying as long as it makes sense. And it also has to uh, dovetail into my existing uh, biases or preconceptions. Of yeah, stuff. yeah, that's for okay, sure. That's Our, for sure. We watch what we prefer, right? In the sense yeah. what we agree like someone to ideologically. Be telling you the gospel something. truth about something, but if you just, ha- if you disagree fundamentally with what he's saying, it could be completely fact-based, but you will not agree with this. And I've seen this happen, right? Of course. Because apparently, even scientifically, it says that uh, your reaction when a core belief is challenged hmm. is uh, the same as your reaction when your life is threatened. Yeah. At least uh, in terms of the same part of the brain is activated or something like fight that. Fight or flight, basically. Yeah, fight or flight. Yeah. So, it is very hard for people to disregard what they've believed for so long. Hmm. Which of course then means why are we doing this podcast? Because it's fun. <laughs> but it's fun, uh, which Bishan. actually brings us to the main main point. The reason we are doing this podcast mm. is because uh, we feel we are very smart, <laughs> and we want to feel smug about it. And IBM and, gave us a platform. And yeah, because uh, nepotism. Because <laughs> because like all things in this country, nepotism. Nepotism. So Joel, now that we've introduced ourselves in our podcast, uh, what is the first topic that we're talking about today? So the first topic we're talking about today is drum roll. the reason why I'm not doing that. Do a drum roll. It's a trope and I've refused to do it. Oh, oh! now you have standards. Now so I have very high standards. Look at standard. the shirt this you're wearing. Is, this, <laughs> no one can see it. Yeah. I'm not wearing a shirt actually. <laughs> I'm very disturbed. <laughs> I think our audience is very disturbed. <laughs> Tushar, get off my lap. <laughs> okay. There's amazing, amazing recording going on. Yes. Yeah, Rishikesh, our sound engineer is looking horrified. He wants to leave he's, now. He's like, he's like, I'm doing this. He's like, can this, is there autopilot on record? Look, machine? our producer just walked out. Sumit just walked out. <laughs> so, uh, f- that now tell us what the first topic is going to be. Okay, so you know uh, that beautiful word picture I drew earlier about the wedding and that uncle, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah. So this is probably something that he will say. Hmm. This is basically ki beta see we are all middle class. Okay. Now and this particular the uncle is drinking black label. Hmm. Like we are all middle class. Yeah. No one cares about us. Yeah. Every no one votes, we don't vote. No one votes, no one asks us for our vote. Only we pay taxes, only we are squeezed, no one cares about us, everyone hates us. And everyone's a freeloader. Everyone's everyone who's not us basically yeah, is a freeloader. These rich, they are freeloaders, and the poor, they are the biggest freeloader. Yeah, yeah. Because f the poor. Yeah, obviously. Right. Okay. So and so basically, our first topic is the myths revolving around the middle class and the myths that the middle class even exists. Yeah, yeah, the myth thing. Middle class some people are even questioning. Yeah, I mean, that. Joel, when I'm introducing a topic, let it be tight. <laughs> then okay. you can throw in other stuff. That's what. So she yeah, said. so guys, our first topic is the middle class yeah. and the myths revolving around the middle class, yeah. and uh, we will get into it right after this break. Welcome back to Uncle Please Sit. 
before the break, we were talking about the topic we're going to be discussing today. And the topic today was the middle class. The middle class. The myths around the middle class Love and everything the about middle the middle class. Love okay, the middle Joel, class. let's start about, uh, let's start talking about what the middle class really is. First, let's define what the middle class is. So that is one of those things, right? That no one actually knows. Uh, no one actually can completely agree on what the definition of mm. the middle class is, mm. right? Because in a normal... Uh, in a normal economy, hmm. you have uh, you have the mean average, the mean uh, earning, hmm. and then everyone who makes, depending country to country, like for instance in Scandinavia, anyone who makes one point three times that mean, huh. the national average, is considered hmm. wealthy. Hmm. Everyone who makes the everyone in and around the national average is considered middle class, and anyone hmm. who makes one point three percent, one point three times less. Hmm. Then uh, the national average is considered to be yeah. poor, and and the other most general uh, definition used is anyone who earns between ten to twenty dollars a day. Yes, globally. Yes, globally. Uh, of course, this changes uh, according to country, but this is sort of a basic global indicator that's used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, go on. Because yeah, so using that global, using that ten to twenty dollar thing, if you're like, um, I think a dollar a day is below a dollar a day is poverty. Absolute. I think below two dollars. Two dollars, yeah. yeah. Two dollars a day is absolute poverty, and five to ten dollars is aspirational or lower middle class. Hmm. That's the global yeah. uh, low income. Low income. Low income essentially. And everything in everything above that, between ten and twenty dollars a day, is your middle income. Hmm. Now, um, some time ago, we were. Uh, I came across this Credit Suisse wealth report. Oh. Right, which is because that's our normal reading. That's because that's how I sleep at yeah, night. Saturday's score, kya karega? Yeah. So basically, when I lie in bed and I just read Credit Suisse wealth yeah. reports, obviously, uh, from like there's a stack near my bed. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, I was reading that, and uh, apparently, your asset base, hmm. okay, which is um hundred thousand dollars, okay, which is uh for a family unit, obviously, and all assets, fixed, liquid, moving, whatever you have, are, uh, if your asset base is $100,000, then you are considered a part of the global middle class. Hmm. Okay, which, like I said, this which is including... translates to 70 lakh rupees. Yes, which yeah. is including your house, your car, your, everything you own, literally, yeah. right? Your gold, your financial instruments, fixed deposits, insurance, everything, hmm. okay? Everything to your name. Yeah. And uh, 70 lakhs. And they found out in India that... Only 1.8% of Indians yeah. have assets more than $100,000 or more than 70 lakh rupees. Um, and that is shocking because 70 lakhs, um, considering we live in Mumbai, yeah. 70 lakh rupees won't get you a 1BHK apartment, a one-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom apartment anywhere within the city. That's true. Yeah. So, who are these middle class then? Because that's the global standard. Yeah right, for uh, middle class. And um, it also says that every fifth household has assets over over $10,000. Which is 7 lakh. Which is 7, 7.1, 7.2, depending on uh, this thing. And if that's our middle class then, then that amount is 26 crore or about 260 million people. Hmm. Okay, but again, that number, $10,000, would put everyone within, not within middle class globally, but would put everyone within the poor, poor part. Globally. Poor or lower, like, you know, aspirational class, as they call it, which is a transitory class between poverty Hmm. and the middle, you know, the aspirational transitory class. Also, we we have to be clear here that uh, a lot of the data that is India-based is, of course, uh, 
not as uh, accurate as uh, it would be in um, developed countries mm. because uh, a lot of the indian economy is un- informal yeah uh, a large part of the indian eco- uh, large part of the people employed in the indian economy mm. are in, for, in are in the informal sector mm. so even if you double this number mm. so if you go one point instead of 1.8% of indians who have 70 lakh rupees you have 3.6% or even shall make it four no it's nice and round chal 4% four and even One fifth kachal, you can make it about, which is twenty percent. You uh-huh. make it about thirty, thirty-five, forty percent. Okay. So even if forty percent of the people, mm. that's still not fifty percent of the population. Mm. That's not even. I I don't know if you. Nah, that's not even forty percent of the population. Yeah. So, in terms of money, mm. that number is very low. Yeah. The fact that the number of middle-class people in India is not as high as we expected to be. Yeah. Of course, there are other reports also because according to the Economist threshold, mm. which is ten dollars. Mm. Uh, the Economist magazine. Mm. Um, their threshold is ten dollars a day mm. uh, of income, mm. not wealth. Ten dollars mm. earning a day. Mm. Uh, according to them, that makes seventy-eight million people in mm. India middle class. That's seven point eight crore people. That's about five percent of the population. I think Roughly. little more than five. Yeah. But according to this other paper by uh, Sandhya Krishnan and Neeraj Hatekar in the Economic and Political Weekly. Mm. That figure goes up to about sixty six hundred million. Sorry, that's sixty okay. crore people. Okay, but of course the threshold used there is two dollars to ten dollars. So they are mm. including uh, low middle income people as well. Mm. So even if you look at that definition, and mm. these are people who earn ten, who spend two to ten dollars a day. Mm. Uh, even if you look at that threshold, even then, fifty percent of the population is not middle class. It's so a majority class. of the population is garib. I mean, not poor. necessarily garib. You can say low income, yeah. and uh, then of course poor, and then like insanely poor, <laughs> and pretty much homeless. Yeah. So yeah. So this, and again, the other definition of middle class that screwed gets screwed up is mm. that a lot of people assume that the salaried professional class is only the middle class, mm. which is again very wrong because mm. a large part of the middle class is actually mm. uh, people who are uh, involved in small scale businesses. Yeah. people some even in some people who are even in uh, blue collared businesses mm. and of course people who are also in uh, agriculture farmers etc yeah and again there is also the assumption that a lot of people uh, that the middle class is only urban mm. Mm. whereas according to most of these papers according to them at least one third mm. minimum that mm. that's the minimum threshold is rural mm. or semi rural mm. mm. so again our assumptions about the middle class are very wrong because for the longest time it's been either a government or private employee correct Educated and working a white collar job in the city, hmm, hmm. which is not the case. Which is not the case. Yeah. So yeah. So the the definition of middle class itself is wrong hmm. when you think about it, hmm. and then uh, which is why the assumptions also hmm. are very upper middle class city based. Hmm. Which is why uh, you're always consistently the demands. If you look at it, mm. they keep talking about privatization. They keep talking about cutting subsidies. They mm. keep talking about uh, taxes and all of these. Because again, a lot of these are very urban, middle class, upper class concerns. Concern, yeah. So yeah, that's where it stands at right now. Mm-hmm. No, but then th- this distinction is very important, right? Mm. As far as like who is middle class, who yeah, is wealthy? It's definitely not a homogenous group. Yeah, it's it's a mix of people with very different aspirations. Mm. So. Now that we figured out hmm. that uh, you know what the middle class is, hmm. or at least is not actually, yeah. uh, let's let's look at all the myths hmm. that people are going to go and that I, people generally sort of try to perpetuate about the middle class. Hmm. So why don't you start off with the first one? I think my favorite one is uh, 
only we pay tax <laughs> okay and this all obviously came to a super duper head when the jnu protests were happening in december hmm. and uh, you had students protesting about the fact that the fees had been hiked yeah right and the, the, now jnu is a premier institution it's a national hmm. uh, it's a national university and uh, like a lot of the a lot of the students i won't say i was going to say kids but they're not they're not a lot of the students there are pursuing like really advanced degrees and uh. fields phd's etc etc um or masters degrees uh, with specializations so they were complaining about ki why are our tax money going to fund this study right why is our taxpayer money going here why is our taxpayer money going there and which circles around to the fact that only we pay tax so that if then the uh, the rationale to that is if only we pay tax then logically we should be able to tell you how to spend that tax yeah right now the fact is that yeah this is a this is a belief that everyone has right that only the middle class pays tax because the the poor are too poor to pay tax yeah. and the wealthy have loopholes Yeah. which is which is also true the wealthy do have loopholes have loopholes but the fact is that if you exist in this country if you are sentient and you're breathing hmm. you are paying tax in one form or another obviously like, people just assume that income tax is all the tax there is yeah and it's actually um a tiny percentage not a tiny percentage it it is still a substantial but i was looking at the uh, the, the the release put out mm. by the press information bureau mm-hmm. uh which put out the breakup of all the various this was the 2018 figure mm. one fourth of the tax that india gets mm. uh, is uh, income tax no no i'm saying that when i say tiny figure i mean as a percentage of the population yeah who are true. paying income tax that's true who are yeah, yeah the percentage of population is very low yeah uh but in terms of the overall uh, number mm. it's about 1/4 of the total tax that is collected mm. which is about 25% maybe mm. 25% ke beech mein mm. um so de- it's definitely not all the tax that's going in mm. Ev- and the fact is that everyone is paying tax yeah because you're paying indirect taxes like gst customs when you get something from outside or whatever yeah, yeah. excise in i think excise is now gone mm. but you still pay a vat yeah. for certain things uh, like alcohol like yeah like, and you know black label that word, uncles buy has it has the it. word tax in the yeah. in the name it's yeah, value added services. tax yeah. or goods, <laughs> goods and, and services, services tax. tax so even if you buy like a matchbox yeah. from somewhere a portion mm. of that money is being contributed to the government kitty yeah pretty much so for someone to say that uh, i pay taxes so i i mean like you know no one else pays taxes except me uh-huh. is an abs- is absolute nonsense it's absolute nonsense and i i'll tell you why we mentioned this figure also mm. because there's always this condescending thing about uh, because you know the subsidy thing that they whine about yeah uh and you know the doles that people get and yeah. i hate that word doles because yeah. it's so fucking condescending yeah um what's happening is that yes that is true that a lot of people in this country are not paying income tax when yeah. they should be yeah uh i think the latest figure i think last year was about 6 crore people filed taxes out of which four and a half actually paid because mm. the others were below the income threshold threshold yeah and there are definitely people who are not paying tax who yeah. should be paying tax of yeah. course yeah. but again the people who are not paying tax are people who are either upper middle class or rich yeah so the people you should be pissed off at are people who are in your category yep you should not be pissed off at the poor people because they can't afford to pay tax in fact they are paying the proportion of tax mm. that they should be paying through gst and everything else i've always i've always figured that there was this sneaking admiration for people for the ultra rich who don't pay tax there is there is right there is there, there is right has been. like yeah look at those guys they're Get so the smart they are they smart did it. and they have not paid taxes <laughs> yeah. at all 
but no one's whining about them like no. last year during the elections also right mm. um, obviously we are a welfare state yeah. for better or for worse yeah. and um, political parties across the spectrum were talking about things that they would do uh, to people who if they came into power like yeah. for instance uh, farmer subsidies and you know so on and so forth uh i think the congress party also came up with this a Nyaay. very uh, it was not a, a universal basic income plan but it was something close to close it close to it yeah, yeah. and uh, the uproar yeah. was tremendous because they are like how dare they you are going to give them free money then they'll become lazy they will not do anything yeah and there are studies across the world that show <laughs> that when you actually help people out they actually use that money to better their lives yeah and everything but anyway then, that's, yeah, that, that's that's a much longer discussion we won't get into that yeah the idea that basically the middle class is subsidizing the rest of the country yeah. is absolute nonsense yeah. and no that they believe that then the government is giving only the either the rich or the poor which brings us to our other point hmm. the benefits point yeah. where the middle class assumes yeah. that they don't get any benefits they don't get any subsidies yeah which is horribly wrong correct because i'll uh, i'll show you this figure from uh, when i can find it uh yes according to an article in the live mint hmm. according to the economic survey hmm. basically this the economic survey comes out before the uh, budget just before the budget yeah. uh which is prepared i think by the the economic council the prime minister's economic council hmm. or the the chief economic advisor hmm. and his team i think yep. according to the economic survey hmm. of i think uh, 2015 or 2016 hmm. uh the indian middle class and higher hmm. get subsidies worth 1 trillion rupees hmm. every year yeah that sums up about right so so let's not pretend that uh, everyone in this country is not subsisting on different kinds no, of subsidies and, no and you i think uh, what needs to what you need to talk about is what are these subsidies yeah right uh, they are not called them they are not called subsidies directly but yeah. basically anything that uh, that the government is spending yeah. right for its uh, for a certain uh, for a certain part of its population is mm. basically a subsidy right a subsidy an economic boost or whatever so for instance if any one of you listening have uh, studied in a government uh, uh, not a government but a, a, a UGC affiliated UGC affiliated university or a college basically that is that's part of your subsidy you're yeah. getting because this least, UGC literally means yeah. university grants commission so and it comes in different forms for example if you go to a government college the mm. fees are subsidized yep. uh, private colleges sometimes the land is subsidized mm. um other places uh your uh, you get grants yeah so there is some form of subsidy coming to you at absolutely. some absolutely unless you are one of those super private universities which have like which take no money hmm. but even there there's a good chance that they uh, got they benefited yeah land they benefited was land Something was cheap other. yeah because so if everyone has taken some sort of subsidy yeah. if you if you've lived and breathed in this country yeah. you've taken some form of subsidy till what 4 years ago till 6 years ago um diesel fuel diesel and most fuel had mm. some form it was very high subsidy till about 2010 11 and yeah. then i think after that they started deregulating yeah uh so subsidies you've had yeah. for a very long time and only recently have the fuel subsidies sort of come down yeah in terms of even lpg i think start the lpg subsidy was removed only in what 2015 14 15 and so 14, also 15. still not fully removed no. i think it's partially removed yeah. and yeah. i think uh, we don't have exact uh, data for that yeah. but yeah it's uh, and then of course uh, the trains that you've been taking all yeah. your life transport infrastructure transport infrastructure has been massively subsidized yeah i mean it may be terrible mm. but it's been subsidized yeah and uh, you're at the top of that chain that has benefited from that uh, this thing or from, if you've uh, ever taken a flight if you've ever taken flight 
an airport every, all the airports are subsidized yeah. i mean only now they've gotten to that point where they're using that uh, turnkey private method. Yeah, turnkey yeah. method and they're getting like airport charges and everything that's sort of paying for itself now mm. but for the longest time it was being subsidized by the government by the government and you are a beneficiary of that yeah and of course this is this is basic infrastructure that every country should have mm. but you have to recognize the fact that you if you are a middle class or higher mm. you've definitely used this infrastructure more than more, the poor people yes so the tax are benefiting you mm. i we can debate about quality we can debate about uh, the way these mechanisms have been put mm. but yeah you you've benefited from them yeah no and then this then there's the other one also right that they talk about ki we have no political power yeah okay because um the rich basically have all the politicians in their pockets mm. and the poor uh, the poor are wait this is my favorite vote banks vote banks okay first of all let me digress for one minute over here uh-huh. and let me address the word vote bank uh-huh. yeah if there's a politician and he wants your votes and he's generating goodwill among you uh-huh. among you through various methods through various methods or whatever isn't that his job pretty much like so let's say you're a you're a politician and you want to appeal to uh, um, grocers hmm. okay and you go out and your entire campaign plank is like you know we will uh, fund new grocery stores and we will like you know i'm looking out for you grocers hmm. and uh, food is food like distribution is important and this and that and we'll give you like tax subsidies and sops and whatever yeah. that essentially he's doing what he's supposed what to do right for as a politician right because yeah. that's what a politician is supposed to do pretty much so this you're basically describing politics you're basically <laughs> describing democracy yeah. when you'd say something oh he's just cultivating vote back i'm like yeah that's what he's exactly what that is, is like that is the point that is his kra <laughs> yeah what what is it like acha this is a print out of everything i have yeah now you decide if you want to vote or not yeah which is such nonsense okay coming back so yeah, yeah so the the uh, according to a lot of people according to middle class the rich have the politicians in their pockets yeah. which is fair and the poor are just subsidized because because they are a vote bank because they are a vote bank yeah. so the government so when they say poor they mean um, they mostly refer to the rural poor yeah. because there's a lot of protest about farmer subsidy yeah. right like for instance when farm loans are waived Yeah. when uh, for, when government promises free uh, electricity or mm. or water or free like you know or subsidized uh, fertilizer yeah. seed banks this that mm. whatever you have people in the cities mostly like or the, at least the vocal people in the cities yeah. protesting about how on whatsapp on whatsapp <laughs> yeah, among their friends it's going to be out on the streets protesting <laughs> their friends uh, so you have people protesting on whatsapp among yeah. their friends about how the government is pampering and mollycoddling the poor yeah right and you're like but that is again that is what they're supposed to do right yeah. that is their job why the why Which is everyone is, yeah. <laughs> why is everyone protesting about this and no. again you know in ha sorry you were ha, no, saying no and and the other thing is mm. the thing is again we come back to the assumption that the middle class is this one homogenous group correct uh, that sort of votes together mm. as one mm. now the point is that the middle class is not one homogenous group yeah it's a bunch of different groups with different interests correct so as it is you're not actually part of one middle class vote bank you're actually subsumed within mm. various because the way you vote in this country is depending uh, it's defined by sometimes your caste your class yeah the locality you live in yeah, yeah. Uh, your peers yeah and uh, the money power mm. that the political party has mm. so you're never voting based on like hey, these are my middle class concerns mm. your concerns are your local concerns correct your concerns are defined by the class the caste 
everything else that you come from mm. so there is no such thing as a core middle class vote bank mm. if you think about it mm. of course this is my assumption this is not like some giant fact that i'm putting out it's just that if you look at what exists mm. everyone is divided into various small segments yeah yeah no one's this one big mass even yeah. within the poor people yeah they're not one big uh, oh this just 50 million agriculture people who are voting like this they'll all vote the same they're voting according to caste class money uh locality everything else yeah so this assumption is only flawed ke mm. like hamara there is no political you have political representation within the other small group that you are part of mm. it could be your caste it mm. could be your class mm. and then there's also the fact that the middle class in this country as as they define themselves exercise a massive amount of what is being referred to as social equity now that or privilege that is true right wherein uh of course social equity or privilege is, is a is an academic term hmm. uh i think the word that most people use to describe it is uh middle class values hmm. right where uh, which tend to be conservative which tend to be uh, reactionary to a lot of things Now you were also telling me about that uh, example from mukesh amani or something no about middle class values yeah okay so this is this is where it gets really funny right uh-huh. you have mukesh amani who is by far the richest person in this country yeah uh among the top 50 wealthiest people on the planet hmm. right i think is 36 but that keeps depending shifting. on share market uh, but yeah, yeah top 50 yeah, for sure yeah. among the top 50 yeah, i think yeah. his total wealth is in hundreds and tens of billions right and this man um addressing a public uh conference some time ago is like i have middle class values hmm. okay um i don't and that's exactly the point right that you for someone who is the richest man in the country you can stand up and say i have middle class values what exactly does that mean hmm. right what exactly uh, is he implying so there is this perception that the middle class is somehow virtuous yeah right it uh, more virtuous than everyone else the honest hard working people who pay their taxes the honest hard working people who pay their taxes so again this is like uh, if you want a purely beautiful de- description of this you should watch any madhur bandakar movie <laughs> <laughs> right because the rich are degenerates yeah, they're horrible. okay they're just the worst people all sexing each other they are all sexing each other or they're just being like mean to the poor yeah. or they're just yeah. laughing at like at people <laughs> who are below them on and the poor are basically nice kind of but uh, degenerate also because of vice and the yeah. throttle of their own like Uh, they're all smoking crack, basically. They're all In smoking Malibu. crack, or they're like begging at signals, yeah. or they're like you know, uh, doing whatever. But the virtuous people are the people who are in the the quote unquote middle class, yeah. who have like strong moral values, yeah, and like you know, strong aspirations about, mm. like you said, no, had the the ta- honest or uh, hardworking, hardworking taxpayer. taxpayer, yeah. And that's something that like I especially hate, yeah, because. if there's one at it that that one attitude brings about so much smugness yeah <laughs> and like you know this oh we are better than everyone else right yeah. because of our values that like and i'm like what are these values right yeah. what uh, you are okay taking into consideration sure a lot of you might be hard working or whatever but yeah. then at the same time in this country at least if hmm. you are from the middle class or as we have established now most of us are upper middle class or wealthy yeah If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably upper you're middle probably class. You're probably upper middle class or wealthy, yeah. And the seven uh, people who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> hey, man! <laughs> it's only the first. Friends. It's only the first one. <laughs> so yeah, so if you are uh, if you are from that base, yeah. right? You completely ignore. I'm sure you worked hard. You know, you had to maybe fight for a scholarship or whatever. 
But the fact is that you are so much better off than everyone else because again, your position in society is entirely yeah, relative. Large part right? of this country, at least, yeah. is entirely relative. Yeah. You don't exist by yourself. Yeah. Like you might not feel particularly wealthy, but that's because everyone else is so poor. Yeah. Like I was reading this article in the Economist. I remember January 2018, mm. where again. We were like, where is India's middle class? Yeah. Where, who are these people? And their stat for a family of four yeah. was basically anyone who earns between, uh, a, as for a family unit, okay, again, uh, 13 lakhs per annum plus hmm. in this country automatically becomes wealthy. Wealthy, yeah. Yeah, okay. And upper middle class would be anyone as again, as a family of four collective incomes of huh. like everyone working or everyone earning. Between uh, 9 and 12 lakhs would be upper middle class. Oh. And then uh, 6 and 9 would be middle, middle and so on and so forth. Which made me think like maybe like, you know, I am in this 1% bubble. But I always assumed that I was doing okay. I was comfortable. But I was definitely not wealthy. Yeah. Right. And um, a lot of people we know, like a lot of people in the city of Bombay or in a city like Delhi or in a city like Bangalore, these descriptions wouldn't make them think themselves that they are rich. That they are rich. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because again, Joel, with the rest you don't have middle class values. That's your problem. I don't have. I think that is values. your main problem. I don't have middle class but values. But no, but coming back to this equity point. Please hold my diet yeah. coke while I do some actual coke. <laughs> Uh, guys, we don't do it. I'm just letting you know that. No, I do it. Joel I mean, does sometimes. Yeah, I do it because I have no middle class values. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so which is why this this value system that you have mm. with regards to being a middle class person, mm. it's uh, it's 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 essentially what defines our politics if you look at it. Yeah. Because everything that you are promised yeah. in the manifesto, yes, okay, there's promises of subsidy and stuff like that, mm. which generally are targeted at a certain uh, section of the the population. Mm. Uh, which is obviously the middle class hate. Mm. Uh, but a lot of the other stuff is aspirational middle class stuff mm. uh, with regards to um, jobs or healthcare and everything else. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. It's it's essentially your politics is defined by middle class values. Yeah. And again, as we mentioned, the the vote, your vote is valuable not as a middle class person, but mm. as the section of the society that you're part of yes. in terms of your caste class, etc. That's absolutely true. So, yeah, so uh, we have mustered this myth and uh, yeah. <laughs> and no, and it's it's like I was saying earlier, right? There's social equity and privilege. Yeah. And a lot of people who would consider themselves middle class don't especially consider themselves privileged. Yeah. But in this country, of course, there is a massive intersection between caste and class. Class, yeah. Right? So even if you are, say, a person who might have been from a lower class, right, yeah. economically, but from a higher caste, hmm. again, uh, growing up or whatever, yeah. the amount of social privilege and social equity that you've had at okay, one in point, comparison in to comparison person, to same economic level, but lower caste, lower caste is massive, yeah. you know, and that is something I think we should all begin to start acknowledging. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, uh, we definitely need to acknowledge it for sure. For, yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, so I, that's, I think that brings us to what essentially what we've been trying to say, Joel, so that, uh, you know. My weekly, After. my weekly catharsis, Your is, weekly complete, catharsis is complete. Is complete. Uh, we've essentially tried to disprove everything that we hear about the middle class. Yeah. So you know, Joel, my advice to you is: next mm. time you're at a wedding, mm. and uh, a black label royal stag holding uncle, self-pitying, self-pitying middle class uncle. Comes no one up to loves you. me, uncle. Yeah, and may tax their uncle. May tax their uncle. Corners you yeah. at that wedding, and starts talking. What will you say to him? What I will do. Is, you know, I will, uh, it's a lovely image, allow me to continue. I will pull out my phone and yeah. pull out this podcast. Yeah. 
then pull out headphones yeah. and give him one yeah. and I'll listen to the other one. So we'll sit side by side and we'll listen to this podcast. Yeah. And to disprove and I'll I'll so just wow, this as is little personification of Uncle Please <laughs> Just as he engages me, uh-huh. I will engage him back and say with facts and say Uncle Please sit. sit. Lovely. What yeah. a lovely, lovely image. Yeah. So guys, that brings us to the end of our first episode. Uh we hope that uh, we were informative and interesting enough for you. Uh if we were not, well this is a free podcast. Also I was uh, kidding about the coke thing. Yeah. I yeah, we need to clarify in these <laughs> yeah. times. I don't do <laughs> I only drink Coca-Cola. Yeah. Eat cr- no, okay, no. I'm not going to go. A terrible promo is in my head. So yes, guys, that was the end of our first episode. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording this and we hope that you got a lot of information out of this. And as you said at the start of this podcast, our goal uh, for this podcast, apart from looking smug, uh, is to basically uh, act as a primer so that you look at this information uh, that we provide you today. You'll find your own information and you make up your own mind about a lot of these things. And uh, yeah, that is all we can hope for. And uh, so yeah, and before we go, we'd just like to tell you that if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on IVM Podcast app or uh, IVMPodcast.com or any other podcast platform that you use because we are everywhere, guys. We are everywhere. And uh, you can follow us on our social media at uh, IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. You can also, if you have feedback, uh, you can email talk to us at uh, indusvox.com. Um, and if you want to follow me, I'm uh, Yon OK Please on Twitter and Tushar underscore Abhi on Instagram. Joel, you are? I am Pereira Joel on Twitter and I'm not really on Instagram. That is a very disappointing uh, fact. Uh, so basically, if you want to say good things, uh, get in touch with us on our social media. If you want to say bad things, you can email IVM. IVM. Because uh, they have a whole team waiting for this. Or your favorite uncle. Your favorite uncle. Also. <laughs> so that's it from us. Thank you, guys. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.